In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, it is this Sunday to that Father in the faith of all of us, to whom Holy Mother Church turns our attention in the Roman breviary, the readings from the Office of Matins. I am speaking, of course, of Abraham, the descendants of Sam, one of the three sons of Noah. The merits of Abraham had risen up in the sight of God. As you know, as many of you are aware, God had visited Abraham in the form of three angels in his dwelling in the Valley of Mambre, which we see depicted, recounted in the 18th chapter of the book of Genesis, foretelling to Abraham the future miraculous birth of his son Isaac. The exquisite attention which he pays to these, to these angels, serving them a sumptuous meal, for they appear to him as men, is our first view of his far from usual charity, this exceeding love of neighbor. When is the last time any of us thought to treat perfect strangers with such tenderness? Indeed, Abraham is depicted as almost falling over himself to see to these men's needs, to see that they have everything to satisfy their hunger during their journey. After the great flood had purged the earth of sinful men, the great waters subsided, and the sons of Noah and their wives had children, and their children did likewise, and the earth was filled again with peoples and nations. And despite the infinite mercy of God, despite his giving the human race a second chance after having repented of making man, what was the response of men? They fell into sins even greater than those of before the flood. Our own ingratitude and lack of amendment has a precedent. This time, though, men fared even worse. They fell into that dreaded and grave sin of idolatry, of actually worshiping things they had made out of stone and wood and other objects as God. This was a sin unknown to the earth before the flood. God foresees all, everything, even the things we've not yet experienced. Even till the end of the world, the consummation of the universe. God saw that the nations of the earth would embrace him and his holy will only to later rebel and apostatize. He saw that they would persecute, torture, and kill his followers. His plan, therefore, was to select one nation, which would be all his own, entirely devoted to him, believing in him and worshiping him alone until such time as the fullness of time came and his son would take flesh am among us. Naturally, there had to be an earthly father of this nation, one from whom they would spring, and this was Abram. As our Catholic religion is the fulfillment of the Old Covenant, 
The Jews of old hold for us a place which could be called our elders in the faith. Abraham holds the place of a spiritual father to all of us. His faith is a model to us. He is a model to us. There are three traits which really characterize Abraham. Fidelity to God, submissiveness to his commands, and abandonment and sacrifice of everything in order to obey his holy will. What do we see in the 12th chapter of Genesis? God commands Abraham to leave his country in everything that's familiar to him promising him that he will bring him into a new land and make him the progenitor of a vast people, and that he will protect him against the attacks of his enemies, that indeed he will bless those who bless him and curse those who curse him. And how does Abraham respond? Not like many of us would in any event. He does not say something like, Lord, if you don't show me which highway to take, I can't start the journey. Lord, if you don't let me know where the wells are that I can stop and let my camels take water again, how can I be expected to embark on such a a perilous, perilous journey? He knows that responding in such manner would just be sloth and procrastination disguised as prudence. He understands intuitively that if the Lord has commanded him to embark on this journey, he will lead him along the way. Abram's generosity shines forth in being willing to undertake this journey when he's already an old man, 75, taking his wife and his nephew, Lot, and all his belongings he ventures into the land of Canaan. Upon reaching it, he builds an altar to the Lord. Note how that amidst a multitude of pressing concerns, his first concern is that there should be a place, a suitable place, and an altar to offer sacrifice to God. If the father of our faith is on prominent display in the readings of the breviary this week, and in particular, the readings for Quinquagesima Sunday, it is because he is a true model for us. It is this docility to God, this devotedness to God's will, which must serve as our model during all of Lent. Even before Christ had come to earth, Abraham had the spirit of the gospel. He was an apostolic man even before the apostles existed. God called him and he left all things, his country, his kindred, his father's house, and he ventures out into the unknown. Because God is leading him, he has no fear, He does not look back. When the fullness of time came and God himself took flesh among us, Christ declared that he was about to raise up a new generation of Abraham's children from the very stones, that is to say, from the Gentiles. 
We are this generation. The question that we should be asking ourselves at the beginning of Lent is, are we worthy children of the Father, as Abraham was? St. Paul rec recommends Abraham's example to us in his epistle to the Hebrews. By faith, he that is called Abraham obeyed to go out into a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he abode in the land, dwelling in cottages, with Isaac and Jacob, the co-heirs of the same promise. For he looked for a city that hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. During Septuagesima time, we have considered ourselves inasmuch as we are exiles on this earth, just passing through, destined not to remain here. It is the hope and desire of that eternal reward which must sustain us in this difficult life. For like Abraham, we are called to be faithful in the place in life allotted to us by God avoiding attachments of the heart to any created good. For death will one day separate us from everything here below. So may we, like our Father in faith, always be found with our hearts turned towards our true homeland. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.